0: I am a Shaitanian regime. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahir Abil Al Amin. Was Salah to Was Salam Allah Sayyidina Muhammad in Allah Alihi Wasahi Ejmain. As Salamu Alaikum, Barahmatullahi Barakatu. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale Inur by Badu Uzzaman Said Nursi Podcast Series. In this episode, insha'Allah, we are going to read uh, the second station of the 14th flash. Now, we are reading the book, the words, sözler, the words. However, right after the first word, bedu Zaman, Said Nursi, Ustad Nursi inserted this uh, relatively small section, which is from the book, uh, the flashes. Second stage second station of the 14th flash because of its uh, closeness in subject to the first word. It is relatively more difficult than to, to understand than the first word as well as at least the following uh, you know seven to eight words. Uh, coming right after the first word. It gives a taste, almost taste, of uh, you know, how deep, how profound uh, a reading of the risale i nur can get. We get the taste, a little bit of the taste, but we will leave it there thereafter. Uh, we are going to start from the you know foundations. Bismillah is the first foundation and then we will um, read about the meaning of being a slave to God. We will read about the prayer, five daily prayers. We will read about uh, you know, what does this entire universe, our existence in this universe mean and so on and so forth. And then gradually it keeps, gets deeper and deeper. This at the beginning, however, will give us a small taste of uh, the profound meanings that one can uh, be inspired by, uh, have access to by reading the Risale-i Nur. And then we will gradually build back to it. If we do not understand everything that is um, mentioned that is elaborated on in this treatise, that is okay. As a a principle, if you do not understand everything in any treatise, that is okay because uh, those who have listened to the introduction uh, provided on the reflections-rn.org website will remember uh, having read there or having listened to there, that we do not read the risale Inur you know, just once and assume that we understood it, we read it. It is a book that one reads continually. And each time we read it, uh, other sections that we have understood understood prepares us for sections, themes, concepts that we have not recognized or understood yet in our previous readings. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. On dördüncü lem'anın ikinci makamı, makam münasebetiyle buraya alınmıştır. Bismillahirrahmanirrahimin binler esrarından altı sırrına dairdir. The second station of the 14th flash. This, which has been included here, because of its relevance, concerns six of the thousands of mysteries contained in Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim In the name of God, the merciful, the compassionate. Here we will have a little side note. When Ustad Nursi says, concerns six of the thousands of mysteries contained in the Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim In Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem. This is adab. This is proper etiquette. Before the Quran, before uh, the words of the Prophet, ﷺ. he does not say this is the meaning of Bismillahir Rahman Rahim. I have the ability to understand it to its full extent. You have to Think of it the way I think or you are wrong because what I have is what is right. He is not saying this. He is saying six of the thousands of mysteries contained. Whenever he does an exegesis, he either says this explicitly or you understand it from the context. This is one of the meanings of this verse. This is one of the meanings of this word in this verse that i have understood you can listen to it and listen to it and judge in your mind if you agree take it if you don't agree use your judgment the quran issues from the knowledge of god and the knowledge of god is infinite the quran reflects the entire creation the quran has everything in the creation in it And this this is not just me saying it it is based on hadith, based on the understanding of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ and the scholars thereafter. Each verse is like a branch of a tree that then further branches into twigs, that then further branches into smaller shoots and then there are knots, on the twigs and shoots and then the leaves. And then if you think of it, you know it keeps going on. It keeps branching based on the preparedness of the person who is listening, based on the purity of the heart and the need of the person that is listening and ba- based on God's grace at that moment to this person, it expands. It's expansive with an A in the middle. <clears throat> Therefore Ishtar Nusi is saying what will come is or concerns six of the thousands of mysteries, meanings contained in Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Mystery is an okay translation. We could also use secret which I think is a better translation. So let's say concerns six of the thousands of secret meanings contained in Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Secret in the sense that it is there, it is contained in there, but it is not explicitly open to everyone at all moments. It comes, it is sent, it's inspired to us, to the readers of Bismillahir Rahman Rahim, in accordance what the circumstances of the moment, our preparedness again, our the purity of our heart, the openness of our heart, the need that we are in, and the, uh, whether we have asked for it, so on and so forth. Ihtar <inaudible> So start Nursi, when he introduced this section into the uh, book words, ...added this warning or note to the beginning of the second station of the 14th flash. Bismillahirrahmanirrahimin yani Besmele'nin rahmet noktasında parlak bir nuru sönük aklıma uzaktan göründü. Onu kendi nefsim için nota suretinde kaydetmek istedim. Ve 20-30 kadar sırlar ile o nurun etrafında bir daire çevirmek ile avlamak ve zapt etmek arzu ettim. Fakat maatteessüf, şimdilik o arzuma tam muvafak olamadım. 20.30'dan 5.6'ya indi. Note or warning. <coughs> A bright light from Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the merciful, the compassionate. Or as this phrase is uh, shortened in the Islamic tradition, Besmele. A bright light from Basmala, concerning divine mercy so the word here for mercy is Rahmah this is a word that we should learn rahma. concerning divine mercy or concerning Rahmah appeared to my dull mind from afar I wanted to record it for myself in the form of notes Elsewhere, uh, with Zaman, Ustad Nursi talks about this subject. Meanings come to us in different forms. Light, the light of meanings come to us in different forms and we cannot just capture them. They are like light, they are like air, they are like water. You open yourself to, to, to them and they come to your heart without a form when they first come they come without form and then that inspiration in the heart that light in the heart needs to go through the intellect and imagination and be articulated in, in, in forms in words in this case so what he's saying is some of the meanings of some of the secrets of basmala were inspired to me and I was ready and then these meanings you know came to me Uh, and I wanted to capture them I wanted to record them I wanted to put them into form to to, to be able to remember them thereafter and also to communicate I wanted to record it or them for myself in the form of notes and to hunt it down hunt those meanings down and capture them and circumscribe the light so the whole light with 20 to 30 secrets, 20 to, to, to 30 notes. right? So he thinks that light could produce 20 to 30 uh, topics of explanation. But unfortunately, I was not able to do this at the present time and the 20 or 30 secrets were reduced to 5 or 6. So what will come is 5 or 6 uh, topics of explanation, secrets, as he says, about the meaning of "basmala." Ey insan dediğim vakit nefsini murad ediyorum. When I say "oh man," you know, the, there will be addresses in the text. "Oh man, oh man." When I say "oh man," I mean myself. Bu ders kendi nefsime has iken ''Ruhan benimle münasebettar ve nefsim, nefsi nefsimden daha hüşyar zatlara belki medarı istifade olur'' niyetiyle on dördüncü lemanın ikinci makamı olarak müdakki kardeşlerimin tasviblerine havale ediyorum. This again is adep, etiquette, proper etiquette. Listen to this. First of all, when I say, oh man, I mean myself, this is the first etiquette, right? We talked about this before. I mean myself. We address these to ourselves, not to other people. We read it because we need it. We read it because we want to know God. We want to learn about God. We want to excel in the knowledge of, in our knowledge of God. We want to draw closer to God. In the meanwhile, if these meanings are useful for other people, all the better we can draw closer to God and we can become a community and we can support each other help each other in drawing closer to God right but first and foremost we need to recognize that we need it at the moment if we felt like I'm done I I arrived the point that one needs to arrive you know I don't need to excel further I need I don't need to go further, I'm at the furthest gate. At the moment we think this, the, we, we, we are we have we strayed away from the path to the knowledge of God. Because that, that path, a, a foundational etiquette of journeying on that path is maintaining humility and modesty because we understand that we are nothing nothing except by the blessings of God so we address ourselves and while this lesson is directed particularly to my own soul I refer it as the second station of the 14th flash listen here for the approval of my meticulous brothers. Everybody around Betuzaman Said Nursi, Ustad Nusi at this point considered him the giant of his time. Giant in knowledge. They were around him to learn from him. They were not around him to evaluate what he said. But what does he say? I submitted to my meticulous brothers for their approval. Notice the humility that Ustad Nursi has, and this—he's not doing this artificially. He's not doing this because he thinks that he needs to be humble. Therefore, this is the proper way to send it out. No. He has a again, if we remember from the introduction of the Reflections-RN.org website. class purity in purpose purity in intention purity in action sincerity in intention and action right these are secrets of success in uh, spiritual affairs in drawing closer to god and the fact that ustad Nursi has uh, you know come so close to the essence of those meanings indicates that he has ikhlas therefore he is not there is no conceit in this there is no showing off in this there is no artificialness in this he is saying i am submitting it to my meticulous brothers for their approval in the hope that it may benefit those with him with whom i am connected spiritually if you have an interest in knowing God, drawing closer to God, if you feel, if we feel that need, we are connected with Bedus, Sayyid Said, Nursi, spiritually. This this is the point of connection. Because he, he, he was devoted to that purpose. So in the hope that it may benefit those with whom I am connected spiritually, and whose souls are more prudent, prudent than mine. This lesson looks to the heart. I'll let me read this in Turkish first. Bu akıldan ziyade kalbe bakar, delilden ziyade zevken hazırdır. This lesson looks to the heart more than the mind and it regards spiritual pleasure rather than rational proofs. And this is this is also important. Risale-i Nur is... Um, is a masterpiece of rational thinking it is a masterpiece of logical reasoning it is a masterpiece of lining up proofs one after another so that the subject that is being discussed is clear crystal clear to those who read it with understanding But this is not all about knowing God and drawing closer to God. It also has the experiential aspect to it, which needs to be preserved on the path because not everything about knowing God is possible to articulate in words and forms. Right? And the Risale Inur contains that too. Again, when I said at the beginning, this will give us a small taste of more profound, deep, and inspirational meanings. This is partly what I mean. The Risale Inur is a book of Kalam, a book of um, theology, dialectical theology. But it is also a book of tasawwuf, purification of the heart and disciplining the compulsive soul. It, It gives us a taste of those experiences. And then we feel the need to have more of it, more of it, more of it. And we then keep drawing in that direction and purifying ourselves, so that we can expose ourselves more to those meanings. Okay. And therefore, you know, to, to repeat this, in the risale Inur we find rational proofs, but we also find spiritual pleasure, delight. Okay. Rahim. Kalat ya ayyuha al-mala inni ulqiya ilayya kitabun karim innahu min Sulayman wa innahu bismillahir rahmanir rahim And this of course is the verse where the phrase basmalah bismillahir rahmanir rahim is mentioned in the in the text of a, a chapter of the Quran and the meaning is as offered in one translation that I have right now in front of me the Queen said and this is Queen of the Queen said O Chiefs here is delivered to me a letter worthy of respect it is from Suleiman Solomon and it is as follows in the name of God The merciful, the compassionate. This was the beginning of the letter that Suleiman sent to uh, the Queen of Saba or Shaba. And what will follow is inspired from the recitation of this verse. And therefore it is an exegesis of this verse. It, It is a compilation of meanings inspired by God with this verse. The first secret, birinci sır, rahimin bir cilvesini şöyle gördüm ki kainat simasında, arz simasında ve insan simasında birbiri içinde birbirinin numunesini gösteren üç sikke-i rububiyet var. I saw one of the manifestations of Besmele, rahim as follows. Now, the word for uh, manifestation here is jilve. and it is a uh, word that is good to know, good to recognize in the original Turkish too because in uh, Üstad Nursi's usage and in general in, in uh, you know, Tasawwuf literature, uh, Sufi literature, it has a peculiar uh, connotation to it. Literally, it means uh, manifestation might be a word or if we think of, let's say the sun is, uh, you know, in the sky, high in the sky and the light, its light is really bright and we look at a uh, flowing somewhat wavy, um, the surface of a somewhat wavy um, lake and then we see light shimmering there that each twinkle in that shimmering is a jilve. So it's twinkling, shimmering, might be a literal translation, but, a, but the connotation that we will refer to uh, in the text of the risale Inur and in, in general in the Sufi literature is uh, something along the lines of the manifestations, individual manifestations of the names of God. And we need to explain this a bit more. Uh, you know, the, the, the concept of the manifestation of God's names will keep coming in the in our reading of the Risale-i and inshallah, it will be become clear. But to give, to try to put it simply, let's say we see a tree. The tree has a physical, you know, body that we see and touch and maybe smell and observe. That actually in reality, in its reality, is a manifestation of many of God's names and attributes. He is the creator. The creation has, reflects his qualities, his attributes. One example might be that God is Mateen. He is the firm. That is why the stem of that tree is so firm. That's a manifestation of God's name, al God is a Razak. God is the provider. That is why and how this tree is being nourished. It is stuck wherever it is. It is stuck. It cannot move. When it needs nutrition, it cannot run after nutrition. But the nutrition is being brought to it or the provision is being brought to it because it's not only about the minerals and chemicals that it is um, sucking up from the soil it's also the oxygen in the air it's also the sunlight it's all being brought to it right? and this is a manifestation of ar razak the provider and it is also a manifestation of Ar-Rahman, the merciful because this is a response to the need that the tree is and demonstrating with its lisan hal tongue of disposition that we uh, mentioned in the in our reading of the first word so this is a manifestation and if you think all of the trees all of the plants all of the living objects and everything actually in the creation manifest ar-rahman the merciful they manifest a razak because they are all provided with something, right? So the name a razak then manifests itself in the entire creation, and that is the manifestation. But then there are slight variations and occurrences of that manifestation and that we will call a jilveh so the individual uh, occasions of manifestation we will we will call jilveh and then the variations it's another word that will come up nakush is what Bedu Zaman Nursi uses and literally it means embroidery but the variations in those individual occasions of manifestation of the names and attributes of God, we will refer to that as nakush or embroidery. Uh, there can be other w- uh, ways to render it in English. So I saw one of the jivas, one one of the occasions of manifestation of Bismillahir rahmanir Rahim as follows. On the face of the cosmos, kainat, or universe. On the face of the earth and on the face of man are three stamps of rububiyeh. Rububiyeh. Again, a word to learn. It comes from the word Rub. A rab is the one who owns, possesses, has the rights over, and also takes care of, attends to the needs of something. A father and mother, the head of a household, is the rab of that household, for instance. This person owns the house. This person uh, has custody over let's say the children in the house is responsible for the house and whoever dwells in it and also takes care of them so it has two aspects to it one is ownership but the other is caring so when we translate we can translate it as caring master, right? But it is very difficult to make a noun indicating the position of a rub from two words like caring master. So in order to compensate for that, we are going to use the word lordship. In the translation that I am using right now in order to read uh, Shukran Wahides, translation, may God be pleased with her, she used the word dominicality, which has special meanings, especially connotations, especially in Catholicism. I don't think that it is a um, fully appropriate rendering of the word rububiyat. So I will provide this explanation and from time to time I will refer to it. The word rububiyat comes from the word Rab which means caring master and the position uh, and station of a Rab is Rububiyyeh which inshallah I think uh, we can translate as Lordship so on the face of the cosmos the universe on the face of the earth and on the face of man, mankind human beings are three steps of Lordship one within the other, these are concentric stems. They are not, you know, separate individual. They are on the face of each of these things and they are concentric, one within the other and each showing samples of the others, each reflecting the other. So there's a stem in the universe And when we move down to the earth, earth is obviously a part of the universe. Therefore, whatever stamp is on earth is also in the universe. And then we move further down to humankind, and mankind are on the earth. They are part of this this globe that we call the earth, and therefore the stamps on their face are also on the earth. So these are concentric one, and they each reflect one another. The stamp that we see on the face of the universe right, is connected to the stamp that we see on the face of mankind. This may not be fully clear yet it will become clear inshallah, We will open up what this means the first, the second, the third. Biri kainatın heyeti mecmuasındaki teavün, tesanut anuk tecavüb, tecavübden tezahür eden sikke-i kübra-i uluhiyyettir ki bismillah ona bakıyor so there is a stamp a great stamp on the uh, that is manifest on the totality of the universe and it is it becomes apparent to us when we observe the mutual assistance cooperation embracing and uh, congruence harmony of all things that are in the universe and this stamp Bediru Zaman refers to as the great stamp of Uluhiya and this is a word that we should also learn that corresponds to the word rububiya. right? Uluhiya comes from the word ilah and ilah is a deity or God and when we use it for God it means ilah, ilah, ilahi or ilah it means the deity that is worthy of worship all other deities are not worthy of worship, and therefore, we uh, when we use the word God, we use it with a capital to refer to Allah. We use it with a capital G. So, Ilā when we use it to refer to God is God with a capital G, and Uluhiyyah again is a word that renders that indicates the position and station of God. In relation to his creation, it can be translated as godship. Uh, Shukramaya translated as uh, godhead, right? I I cannot think of a really good translation for this word, and therefore I prefer to use the word uluhiya. Okay, and then. Occasionally, I'm going to use one or the other words in order to make it more clear uh, for those who are not exposed to the Islamic terminology too much and therefore may not understand what this may mean. So, to go back, there is a stamp on the totality of, manifest on the totality of the universe, the cosmos, that becomes apparent when we observe the Ta'awun uh, mutual assistance of all things in the universe. Their cooperation, their embracing of each other, and their responsiveness to each other. Tajawub, tajawub, responsiveness to each other might be a better word. Um, corresponding is, you know, how uh, Shukran Mahideh translated it, That's also okay. But tajavub comes from the word jawab, which means answer or response. So tajavub might maybe better be translated as responsiveness. There is a great stamp of uluhiya, godhood, on the totality of the universe that becomes apparent through an observation of the mutual assistance Cooperation, embracing, and response responsiveness of all things that are in the universe. Now, what does this mean? And and to finish, Bismillah anabakior, Bismillah basmale, in the name of God, looks to it, indicates it, and is indicated by it. What does this mean? If we think of the more prevalent now understanding of uh, how things in the universe function based on an observation of the modern discourses, what we might think is that there is a constant struggle in the universe, survival of the fittest. You know, this is not a new idea, it has been there for a very, very long time but it became really prevalent and famous since the uh, publication of Darwin's book and ideas, right? Survival of the fittest. Put two species, you know, peas and beans, on a, in, a, in an environment, in a habitat put them on a large pot peas and beans and wait for you know some time what you will see is that whichever is more fit into that context is going to dominate and the other is going to wean and disappear from the scene the wolves will eat the rabbits and if the rabbits cannot adapt to this and continue their their existence despite being eaten by the wolves they will disappear from the habitat. Whoever can use the resources of the habitat in the most efficient way is going to propagate. This is the idea, this is the idea of the survival of the fittest and it is like a zero-sum game. My livelihood Depends on how much I can take away from your livelihood This is not what we see out there in the universe When we look at it as uh, believers Not only Muslims, believers The word that we use for the universe or cosmos Or kainat in Turkish that we use for a you know the, the more proper word to use here to render the word Ka'inat in Turkish the totality of the universe the totality of the cosmos the word that is Ka'inat is actually cosmos because cosmos the word cosmos uh, relates corresponds to and also the antonym for in a sense the antonym for chaos we are referring to everything together In totality, we can look and see see chaos there or we can look and see harmony there. When we look and conceptualize it, comprehend it in the harmony that it has and it does have harmony, we refer to it as cosmos. So there's harmony in the universe. It's not all about in each species taking away from the livelihood of Another. No, they are all owned. They are all created and designed and put in place by a creator who has a plan. And that some are made provision for others is part of the plan. And in their submission to their Lord, to their eternal owner, each and every species is actually serving. The continuity of the totality together. And they're happy to do this. The sheep that we slaughter and eat the meat of, if we do this with the proper etiquette, if we slaughter in the name of God, if we treat the animal. Well, before we be, you know slaughter it, uh, if we keep it clean and if we eat it in the name of God, if we contemplate the blessing in it, and if you say Alhamdulillah at the end, if you show gratitude to God, right, we become deserving of paradise and through us the body the cells, the existence of that sheep also reaches paradise and this is something good, <clears throat> desirable for the sheep. And even if it were not, there is pleasure for everything in the creation in fulfilling their um, duties that are assigned to them by their Lord. The stars are happy to be in the in the firmament, the sun is happy to burn with such ferociousness and to produce so much heat and light, and to send us to send it to us, so that we can see the beauty in this uh, on the on the face of this earth, and thank God and praise God for it. The earth is happy to be rotating around the sun and causing uh, or becoming the means, being the means for the changes in seasons, the humidity, the oxygen, all the conditions that are necessary in order for the uh, plants and animals and human beings to exist on its face. It is happy. It is it is grateful it's joyful the entire creation is in a state of joy because they are fulfilling their duties that are assigned to them by their Lord and in fulfilling their duties they are helping one another to continue to exist if you look at the very very small picture of a wolf eating the rabbit we might see some struggle, but if we see the big picture of everything in existence being dependent on one another in order to continue their existence, we see mutual assistance, we see cooperation, we see the embracing, and we see the responsiveness. Now, why is this a step? well if everything was left to its own then we would see the survival of the fittest and that's where the problem starts it is starting from a philosophical from a uh, cosmological position assuming that each and everything is on its own and therefore it proceeds to think that everything is in constant struggle with one another and it's the world of the survival of the fittest. If we start from the position of no, everything belongs to one God and he is in charge and he is moving everything, he is administering everything, he is the executor in what we see in execution, then we see, oh! He put the rabbit there because he put the wolf there and he wants, he he knows that the wolf needs provision and he has mercy to the wolf and therefore he put the rabbit there and the wolf is going to eat the rabbit. And this is not, not showing mercy to the rabbit because the rabbit is, as a species, there is a spirit that represents the entirety of the species of rabbits. A species, the rabbit, is in a state of joy for being there. Its animal soul is enjoying the carrot, its spirit, its manifestation in the world of meanings. And these are concepts that we will open up later on, better, Inshallah the the manifestation of the species of rabbits in the world of meanings is in a state of joy for being there and being even for being eaten by the wolf because they served their lords their ilahs their gods purpose in providing the wolf if the wolf did not eat the rabbit this would be oppression to the wolf because the wolf does need provision so there is one who put them together in there and he is the one who put the lettuce there the carrot there the plants that the rabbit can eat it eat there he is the one who made the earth soft but at the same time firm so that the rabbit can dig its burrow. god made the earth in in that way and this is provision for the rabbit and the earth is in a state of joy because it is providing a fellow creation by giving its nutrition to the lettuce and carrot and by opening its chest to to provide a house, a place to dwell in, to the rabbit. So the harmony, the responsiveness, the mutual assistance cooperation we see in the entire creation points to what? Points to Bismillah, the, 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 the God, the master is one. There is one master that's in charge of everything. Things are not on their own. Things are in a state of submission. Everything is in a state of glorifying God. There is nothing. There is nothing out there that is not in a state of praising the Lord, praising and glorifying the Lord, glorifying God. Okay. This second ikincisi, Kurey Arsimasında nebatat ve hayvanatın tedbir ve terbiye ve idaresindeki teşabüh, tenasüb, intizam insicam, lütuf ve merhametten tezahür eden sikke-i kübra-i rahmaniyettir ki Bismillahirrahman ona bakıyor The second is the great stamp of divine mercifulness Now the word for mercifulness in Turkish and Arabic is of course Errahman Bismillahirrahmanirrahim if you break this up, Bism with the name or in the name or by the name, okay, of Allah, God, Al-Rahman, the Merciful, Al-Rahim, the Mercy Giver or the Compassionate, and he and his daughter here is going in stages. He looked at the entirety of the cosmos and there he saw the stamp of Bismillah, in the name of God. He saw the stamp of Godhead, Uluhiya. And now he is looking at the face of the earth, right? In the second is the great stamp of divine mercifulness, which is manifest through the mutual resemblance and proportion in order and harmony and favor, and compassion in the disposal, raising, caring for, and administration of plants and animals on the face of the earth, the living objects, animate beings on the face of the earth. So what did he see among animate beings, among plants and animals, he saw Tashabuh Resemblance Is there resemblance among animal beings? Yes. If you look around, some of them are very obvious and maybe more limited uh, in, 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 in their uh, propagation. Like most animals have eyes. Right, They resemble to to one another. If I saw a picture somewhere, a a painting somewhere, and in another place I saw another painting, and there were some obvious similarities between uh, the two. Like if you think of uh, Van Gogh's paintings, you see those little dabs of yellows going. It's, It's a technique. You don't see it you know, elsewhere, maybe it existed elsewhere, but we see it very apparently and, you know, famously in the paintings of Van Gogh. It's a technique that's out there. So, when I see the a picture with those little dabs of yellows in a, in a painting and I see it in another picture, I say, oh, this must be by the same painter, right? Okay, so we see mutual resemblance, all animals, or most animals have eyes, and then all animate beings have organisms that are, uh, you know, born, that grow, that mature, that use provision in order to exist. And then uh, there is that there is an excess of provision, and that's disposed of. And then you know this keeps going on. And then they uh, reproduce. There is resemblance among all animate beings, animals and plants, okay? what next there is tanasub sub. Uh, this is difficult to translate uh, the you know vaide translation is proportion which is okay but what it means is very similar to uh, you know correspondence actually there is tanasub like what they fit one another the earth has a 23 plus degree angle uh, when it you know circumambulates uh, around the, the the Sun and that angle right fits to the needs of the uh, living objects on the face of the earth that's that angle uh, um, provides for the necessary cold for the polar bear and for the necessary heat for uh, you know a tropical animal if that angle was not 23 degrees but let's say 10 degrees it would not fit the needs of the uh, animals on the face of the earth as they are in their particular assigned proper uh, places And then again, there is a fit between the living animal beings. The plants in a particular habitat are perfect for the animals that live in that habitat. God was capable of um, putting the polar bear in the tropical context, but still making it need to eat seals. And the polar polar bear would suffer there. And we see this sometimes in zoos, when animal, uh, when human will is involved in uh, existence, and this has a wisdom, but because humans have partial will, uh, sometimes they ruin things, they break, they break this correspondence. And then if you continue, Stad he says in tisam orderliness in sejam harmony and maybe harmony and also like we see that things are functioning in a smooth way one after the other and favor lutuf. Um, he sees let's say in the fact that in the spring, there are those flowers blossoming and then they turn into fruits and the birds come and eat those fruits. There is a favor from the tree that that produces the fruit to the bird that comes and eat it. And compassion and mercy in all of this, in the provision of each other's needs between animal beings, he sees mercy being manifest. Yet, when human will intervenes sometimes we ruin ruin all that you know harmony and smoothness and favor and so on and so forth and you know things are known by their opposites by intervening in things and ruining them if we observe it with a uh, a, an open mind and with the with a keen eye we see that wow mashallah there there was harmony, there is harmony, there is correspondence, there is resemblance, there is smoothness, there is favor, favor. there is compassion and and by breaking it at these occasions we know that it exists because if we just looked at dazzling white light we would not see anything. It is unfortunate that sometimes they put a polar bear in a zoo and you can go there and see that the animal is suffering but you, you know, we can learn something from this. And Ustad Nursi is saying that all of this is manifesting or uh, indicating r-Rahman in the name of God, the merciful, because we can see that there is mercy that is shown uh, to all these animate beings in providing their needs in the way they are provided for everything is provided for the stars are provided with uh, fuel so that's their risk right we are that's why these circles are concentric they exist within one another but here it is more manifest when we look at the living objects animate beings we see that that mercy is that that provision In the form of mercy or provision issuing from mercy is more manifest that is why he is saying that he saw the second stamp a great stamp on the face of the animate beings together all right it is uh, it has been almost an hour inshallah we will stop there and in our next episode, we will continue with the third stamp of the first secret of uh, Basmele that we are reading in the second station of the 14th flash. Subhanaka la ilmalana illama allamtana inna kaantal alimul hakim wa akhr dawahuman alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha.